Shema Yisrael Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad Baruch Shem Kevod Malkuto Le'olam Va'ed Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. Blessed be the name of the glory of His kingdom forever and ever. Amen. Good morning, Mishpacha. Welcome to the Daily Audio Torah. I'm Laura Densmore, your host, and I'm so glad you're joining in with me today. Today is Tuesday, March 14th. It is prophesied in the book of Amos that in the last days there would be a famine in the land. Not a famine for food, but a famine for the word of God, as it is written in Amos 8, 11, and 12. Behold, the days come, says the Lord God, that I will send a famine in the land, not a famine of bread, nor thirst for water, but of hearing the words of the Lord. And they shall wander from sea to sea, and from the north even to the east." They shall run to and fro to seek the word of the Lord, and shall not find it. Amos 8, 11 and 12 Even in the days of Joseph there were seven years of plenty, followed by seven years of famine. He had stored up grain for the seven years of famine. The Daily Audio Torah is your storehouse where you can get grain. It is twenty minutes every day of pure scripture flowing out, living manna to feed your spirit. Are you being blessed by this ministry? Please consider supporting Daily Audio Torah. You can make a one-time or a recurring donation by going to dailyaudiotorah.com and then click on the Give pick on the navigation menu. You can then make a secure online donation there. Thank you for your prayers, and thank you for your support. Now let's continue our journey through the entire Bible in one year. This week we are reading from the Israel Bible for the Hebrew Scriptures and from the King James for the Brit Hadashah. Today we continue the Torah portion, Vayakel, and it means, And He Assembled. Exodus 37, 1-29 Bezalel made the Ark of Acacia Wood, two and a half a moat long, an amma and a half wide, and an amma and a half high. He overlaid it with pure gold, inside and out, and he made a gold molding for it round about. He cast four gold rings for it, for its four feet, two rings on one side of its side walls and two rings on the other. He made poles of acacia wood, overlaid them with gold, and inserted the poles into the rings on the side walls of the ark for carrying the ark. He made a cover of pure gold, two and a half a moat long, and an amma and a half wide. He made two cherubim of gold. He made them of hammered work at the two ends of the cover, one cherub at one end and the other cherub at the other end. He made the cherubim of one piece with the cover at its two ends. The cherubim had their wings spread out above, shielding the cover with their wings. They faced each other. The faces of the cherubim were turned toward the cover. He made the table of acacia wood, two a moat long, one amma wide, and an amma and a half high. 
He overlaid it with pure gold and made a gold molding around it. He made a rim of a hand's breadth around it and made a gold molding for its rim round about. He cast four gold rings for it and attached the rings to the four corners at its four legs. The rings were next to the rim as holders for the poles to carry the table. He made the poles of acacia wood for carrying the table and overlaid them with gold. The utensils that were to be upon the table, its bowls, ladles, jugs, and jars with which to offer libations, he made of pure gold. He made the menorah of pure gold. He made the menorah, its base and its shaft, of hammered work. Its cups, calyxes, and petals were of one piece with it. Six branches issued from its sides, three branches from one side of the menorah and three branches from the other side of the menorah. There were three cups shaped like almond blossoms, each with calyx and petals on one branch, and there were three cups shaped like almond blossoms, each with calyx and petals on the next branch. So for all six branches issuing from the menorah, On the menorah itself there were four cups, shaped like almond blossoms, each with calyx and petals. A calyx of one piece with it, under a pair of branches, and a calyx of one piece with it, under the second pair of branches, and a calyx of one piece with it, under the last pair of branches, so for all six branches issuing from it. Their calyxes and their stems were of one piece with it, the whole of it a single hammered piece of pure gold. He made its seven lamps, its tongs, and its firepans of pure gold. He made it and all its furnishings out of a kikar of pure gold. He made the incense altar of acacia wood, an ama long and an ama wide, square, and two amote high. Its horns were of one piece with it. He overlaid it with pure gold, its top, its sides round about, and its horns, and he made a gold molding for it round about. He made two rings, golden rings for it under its molding, on its walls, on opposite sides, as holders for the poles with which to carry it. He made the poles of acacia wood and overlaid them with gold. He prepared the sacred anointing oil and the pure aromatic incense, expertly blended. Luke 1, 26-56 And in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came in to her and said, Hail, you are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. And the angel said to her, Fear not, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you shall conceive in your womb and bring forth a son, and shall call his name Yeshua. He shall be great, and shall be called the Son of the Highest, and the Lord God shall give to him the throne of his father David. 
and he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there shall be no end. Then said Mary to the angel, How shall this be, seeing I know not a man? And the angel answered and said to her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon you, and the power of the highest shall overshadow you. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of you shall be called the Son of God. And behold, your cousin Elizabeth, she has also conceived a son in her old age, and this is the sixth month with her, who was called barren. For with God nothing shall be impossible. And Mary said, Behold, the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. And Mary arose in those days and went into the hill country with haste, into a city of Judah. And she entered into the house of Zacharias, and she saluted Elizabeth. And it came to pass that when Elizabeth heard the salutation of Mary, the babe leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. And she spoke out with a loud voice and said, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And whence is this to me, that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For lo, as soon as the voice of your salutation sounded in my ears, the babe leaped in my womb for joy. And blessed is she that believed, for there shall be a performance of those things which were told her from the Lord. And Mary said, My soul does magnify the Lord, and my spirit has rejoiced in God my Savior, for he has regarded the low estate of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty has done to me great things, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on them that fear him from generation to generation. He has showed strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He has put down the mighty from their seats and exalted them of low degree. He has filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he has sent empty away. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy, as he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham, and to his seed forever. And Mary abode with her about three months, and returned to her own house. Psalm 57, 1-11 Be merciful to me, O God, be merciful to me, for my soul trusts in you. Yes, in the shadow of your wings will I make my refuge, until these calamities be overpassed. I will cry unto God Most High, unto God that performs all things for me. He shall send from heaven and save me from the reproach of him that would swallow me up. Selah. God shall send forth his mercy and his truth. My soul is among lions, and I lie even among them that are set on fire, even the sons of men whose teeth are spears and arrows, and their tongue a sharp sword. Be exalted, O God, above the heavens. Let your glory be above all the earth. 
They have prepared a net for my steps. My soul is bowed down. They have dug a pit before me, into the midst whereof they are fallen themselves. Selah. My heart is fixed, O God. My heart is fixed. I will sing praise and give praise. Awake, my glory. Awake, psaltery and harp. I myself will awake early. I will praise you, O Lord, among the people. I will sing to you among the nations. For your mercy is great unto the heavens, and your truth unto the clouds. Be thou exalted, O God, above the heavens. Let your glory be above all the earth. Proverbs 11, 9-11 A hypocrite with his mouth destroys his neighbor, but through knowledge shall the just be delivered. When it goes well with the righteous, the city rejoices, and when the wicked perish, there is shouting. By the blessing of the upright, the city is exalted, but it is overthrown by the mouth of the wicked. I want to speak to you today from our reading from Exodus chapter 37. And again, we're reading more details about the building and construction uh, and the arrangement and the furniture of the temple wilderness, the wilderness temple, the Mishkan in the wilderness. And I want to zoom in on verse 17, chapter 37, Exodus 37, verse 17 where it is written, He made the menorah of pure gold. He made the menorah, its base and its shaft, of hammered work. Its cups, calyxes, and petals were of one piece with it. The Israel Bible commentary reads as follows, The menorah, made of pure gold, was lit with pure olive oil and gave off a radiant light. The light of the menorah is symbolic of the Jewish nation's duty to spread the light of Torah and God's will. The pure gold and olive oil are reflective of the pure intentions necessary to influence the nations of the world for the sake of heaven. Today, the menorah is the official symbol of the state of Israel, which represents the eternity of the Jewish people. The bronze menorah, located across from the Knesset, Israel's parliament in Jerusalem, was modeled after the menorah of the temple. The six side branches are engraved with depictions of events from the Bible, as well as the Jews in exile. The center branch of this impressive menorah tells the story of the return to Eretz Israel up until the establishment of the state of Israel. Now that the people of Israel have returned home, they can again work together to spread light to the rest of the world. So I want to add to that commentary. Not all the people of Israel have returned home. The Jewish people, some of them, not all of them, a lot of them have returned. But a lot of them still live out in the diaspora, out into the nations. And also... Yeshua's family is the house of Jacob, and the house of Jacob includes all 12 tribes. So there's the Jewish part of the nation, that is Judah, the southern kingdom, and then there's the northern kingdom, the 10 tribes of the north, the non-Jewish part of the nation of Israel. And the northern kingdom 
those of us who are not Jewish, but who are part of the family of God, we are still scattered to the nations. So something more about this menorah. There is another menorah in the old city, and it's right outside the Temple Institute. And this menorah is very large, and it's completely covered over in gold, and it's encased in a glass cylinder for protection. And one day, when the third temple is rebuilt, whenever that might be, that menorah is going to go in the temple. So if you ever get a chance to visit Israel, and I encourage you to do so, at least once in your life, you must come to Israel. It makes the Bible come alive. It helps you to connect with Yeshua and his word and with his people and with the land in a fantastic, incredible way. It just makes everything come alive. What you read about, you get to see it. Anyway, the Temple Institute is a must visit place when you come to Jerusalem. Inside the Temple Institute, um, the, the organization is preparing for the rebuilding of the Third Temple. So they're collecting all of the furniture and all of the items that are going to be needed for the Third Temple. So you will see silver trumpets, you will see the ephod that the high priest would wear, You will see the menorah, you will see the table of showbread, you will see the altar of incense, everything that you read about, that we've been reading about in this chapter even, in uh, Exodus chapter 37 and 36, you will see it. They're also training and preparing the priests to do temple duties to do temple services. So um, when they had a temple, there was a an, a daily tamid lamb offering that was twice a day at 9 a.m. and again at 3 p.m. So in the outer courtyard, um, at the altar in the outer courtyard, that's where the sacrifice of the lamb was made. And of course, this daily tamid lamb offering um, points us to Yeshua, who is the Lamb of God, who takes away the sins of the world. So. When you read in Ezekiel chapter 40 through 47, those chapters are all about the third temple. So there will be a third temple, and there will be temple services, and there will be a a priestly line of priests who are trained to do temple services, and there will be the daily tamid lamb offering that happens twice a day, that will be reinstituted. And before Yeshua came, that daily tamid lamb offering was pointing to the future, looking forward. After Yeshua returns and he sets up his 1,000-year kingdom uh, from Jerusalem as his headquarters, this temple will be rebuilt, reinstated, and the temple services will be reinstated, and there will be a daily tamid lamb offering, and it will be looking back at what Yeshua accomplished and what he did, what he fulfilled on the cross as the ultimate lamb of God who took away the sins of the world. So it's important to pay attention to all things concerning and pertaining to the temple. 
because there is already a temple in the heavenly realm. And when God gave the blueprint to Moses from Mount Sinai about building the wilderness tabernacle, it was meant to be a shadow, an earthly copy of the heavenly temple that's up in heaven. And so we need to wrap our mind and our heart around a future temple because it's going to be. This is in the mind and in the heart of God. There already is a temple in the heavenly realm, and there will be a third temple in the earthly realm, perhaps even in our lifetime. Please enjoy this beautiful worship song, Be Exalted, O God. Life. 
Blessing from Numbers chapter 6, 24 to 26. Adonai bless you and keep you. Adonai make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Adonai lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. <laughs>